Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on December 29th, 2013. Today's message is Press On by Chaplain Tony Tremblett, based on Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Well, it's that time of the year again when in a fit of optimism, many of us make great promises to ourselves about what we're going to do in the new year. Promises that we usually abandon about the second week in January. So let's be honest now. Quick show of hands for 2013. How many of you kept to the diet? How many of you actually kept going to the gym past January? We do have a winner. So I'm not the only one. I think the majority kept their hands down. Well, this year we're determined that it's going to be different, right? And I have a couple of New Year's resolutions I know we will all be able to keep for the whole of 2014. Are you ready? Here they are. Eat more and exercise less. Let's agree that a balanced diet is a cookie in each hand. And let's spend at least an extra half hour every day with our feet up. Now, we'd easily be able to keep those kinds of resolutions, but they wouldn't make a great deal of difference to our lives, except perhaps to add a few more inches to our waistlines. And so this morning, in contrast, I want to talk to you about some resolutions some commitments which I guarantee will make a radical difference in our lives if we follow through with them. In fact, what I want to do is offer to you a way of starting the new year which will guarantee that 2014 will become one of the most significant years in your life. I want to challenge you to make four new commitments for this new year, and here they are. Number one, commit to forget your failures. 2,000 years ago, one of the first and greatest Christian leaders, the Apostle Paul, gave this advice. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That advice from God's word has stood the test of time. I don't know of any more relevant or practical advice. God has called us heavenward, and we do not have to live our lives imprisoned by our past. Admit it, all of us have failed in some way in our lives. Years ago, the Chicago Cubs relief pitcher Bob Patterson described one of his pitches, which the Cincinnati Reds' Barry Larkin hit for a game-winning home run. He said, it was a cross between a screwball and a change-up. It was a screw-up. Now that describes our lives sometimes. But what do we do when we screw up? What do we do when we fail? What do we do when life doesn't go as planned? We probably won't see our failures recorded for history on TV, but they are recorded in our hearts and in our minds. For many of us, our failures make for very painful memories. 
Maybe a memory of how you failed in a relationship. You made wrong decisions, said and did the wrong things, and the relationship ended poorly. Some of you who are parents probably know that you have failed your children in some way, and many of us are aware that we have failed our parents. And it's more than likely that most of us have failed ourselves in some way. But what God's word is saying is that we must not allow ourselves to be so bogged down by our past failures that they stop us from moving forward into the future that God has prepared for us. I think the start of a new year is a great time to rise to that challenge, to say to yourself, I am going to, with God's help, forget my past failures. I am going to stop torturing myself about what I did or what I didn't do. This new year is a good time to stop being chained to your past failures. God is saying in his word that he doesn't want you to go through your life branding yourself as a failure. On the cross, Jesus died so that he could forgive. And when we become Christians, that forgiveness becomes a reality in our lives. And when we have received Christ's forgiveness, it allows us to forgive ourselves and forget our failures. So do you need to do that? Right here this morning, do you need to accept Jesus' forgiveness and then forgive yourself? The second challenge I believe God wants you to rise to if you want to make 2014 the most significant turning point in your life is to commit to give up your grudges. I want you to listen to these words from the book of Colossians and hear the challenge. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And Chris illustrated during the children's time this morning uh, beautifully the lesson that I'm about to make with this point. So did you catch that challenge? God, in those words through Paul, is challenging you directly and personally to give up your grudges. That is what he means when he says to forgive each other our grievances. So what's a grudge? A grudge is a deep-seated resentment that we cultivate in our hearts against someone else, something we nurture and nourish. A grudge is an unforgiving spirit. It leads to unforgiving attitudes and unforgiving actions. Grudges are dangerous and destructive. Grudges destroy marriages. Grudges break up families. Grudges ruin friendships. Grudges split churches. Today, if you know you are holding a grudge against someone, then God has something to say to you through Colossians. Give it up. Forgive. And I want to remind you that grudges are not only destructive, they are self-destructive. When you hold a grudge against someone, you hurt yourself as much, and I believe more, than you hurt the person you are holding it against. It reminds me of the woman who went to court and told the judge she wanted a divorce. Do you have any grounds? The judge asked. Just two acres, she replied. That's not it, lady. I mean, do you have a grudge? 
No, we park the car in front of the house. Frustrated, the judge continued, Does your husband beat you up? No, she replied, I always get up before he does. Then why do you want a divorce? The frustrated judge queried. Because, she confessed, we just don't seem to be able to communicate anymore. Now that's a silly little story, but make no mistake about it. If you keep harboring a grudge, then it will destroy you, if not physically, then emotionally, relationally, and certainly spiritually. It will shut down communication and it will make you a bitter and a twisted person. I've had a few arguments with people, comedian Buddy Hackett once confessed, but I never carry a grudge. You know why? While you're carrying a grudge, they're out dancing. The book of Job in chapter 21 describes people who have no happiness at all. They live and die with bitter hearts. If you're holding a grudge today, do you really want that to be your epitaph? To die with their hearts. Remember the parable that Jesus told about the servant who was forgiven a huge debt and then he refused to forgive someone a tiny amount. Jesus said his unforgiving spirit landed him in prison. And Max Lucado made an interesting comment about this parable. He said, unforgiving servants always end up in prison. Prisons of anger, prisons of guilt, prisons of depression. Set yourself free. Give up your grudges. And according to the word, the way to give up a grudge is to forgive. Notice what God is saying here. He isn't asking you to ignore whatever the person has done to you. He isn't asking that you pretend it didn't happen. He doesn't ask you to condone it or to pretend it didn't matter. What God asks you to do is forgive. That means to acknowledge how wrong and painful what was done to you was, but to decide to forgive the person anyway. Now, some of you may need to forgive the grievances you have against your parents for what they did or didn't do. Some of you may need to forgive your children or grandchildren for the same reason. Some of you may need to forgive a partner or an ex-partner for emotional or even physical abuse. Some of you may need to give up the grudge against someone at work because of the way they treat you. God says deep-seated resentment, grudges, grievances have to go. And what better time to make the difficult decision to let them go and to forgive than the start of a new year. Now please don't tell God that you can't forgive because what you really mean when you say that is that you won't forgive. If Christ can forgive your sin despite it involving the pain of the cross, then surely you can give up your grievance, whatever the cost. The question is, will you do it? The third challenge I believe God wants you to rise to in 2014 is related to the second one. Commit to restore your relationships. Every time I turn on my ancient computer, a little window pops up that asks if I want to run 
a check to see if all my programs are running properly. And God, in his word, issues a very similar invitation. The invitation to check whether our personal relationships are running smoothly, are working properly. Here is that challenge. It's from Romans 12:18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you. That phrase is personally challenging each one of us to do all that we can do to restore any relationships that have gone wrong in our lives. Now, admittedly, some relationships might have gone wrong in your life because of what other people have done, and they might not want that relationship restored. God recognizes that, and that's why the challenge starts by saying, if it is possible. But let's be honest, some of our relationships have gone wrong because of what we have done, haven't they? And God's word is saying that if you have caused a rift in a relationship, then you have a responsibility to do everything that you can to heal that tear. That everything includes the one thing we all probably find most difficult, asking for forgiveness. Am I the only person who finds it the hardest to say, I am sorry? And I wonder how many relationships are represented here that are not all they could be or should be because someone won't say, I was wrong, I was sor I'm sorry, will you forgive me? How many of us need to ask forgiveness for harsh words and cutting remarks that have wounded others over the years? Maybe this change of year is the right time to restore those relationships by going and sincerely saying that you are sorry. Sorry for angry words. Sorry for selfish and unthoughtful actions. Make no mistake, it will be hard to do. I'm not even sure it gets any easier over time. But one of the most significant things you can do to mark the new year is to admit your past errors in relationships and humbly seek forgiveness from the ones you've hurt. Will you rise to that challenge and make a commitment to restore your broken relationships in the new year? The fourth and final challenge I believe God wants you to rise to if you want to press on in 2014 is to commit to turn your back on your own transgressions. One of the most interesting things I've ever read is that after the American Civil War ended and the slaves were freed, many slaves decided to stay with their former masters and continue to do what they were told. They were set free, but they chose to continue to live as slaves. Now, the New Testament says that is exactly how many Christians choose to live. Christ died to set them free. The Holy Spirit can give them the power to be free. But just like those former slaves, they still choose to obey their old master, sin. Listen to these words from Romans 6. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness.
slaves to righteousness. And so, the fourth challenge, turn your back on your transgressions. In the last days of the Civil War, the Confederate capital, Richmond, Virginia, fell to the Union Army, and Abraham Lincoln insisted on visiting the city. Even though no one knew he was coming, slaves recognized him and thronged around him. He had liberated them by the Emancipation Proclamation, and now Lincoln's army had set them free. According to Admiral David Porter, an eyewitness, Lincoln spoke to the throng around him. He said, my poor friends, you are free, free as air. You can cast off the name of slave and trample upon it. Liberty is your birthright. But Lincoln went on to warn them not to abuse their freedom. He said, let the world see that you merit your freedom. Don't let your joy carry you into excesses. Learn the laws and obey them. That is very much like the message Jesus gives to those whom he has liberated by his death and by his resurrection. Jesus gives us our true birthright, spiritual freedom. But that freedom isn't an excuse for disobedience. It forms the basis for learning and obeying God's laws. It gives us direction in action. Old-time Christian writers used to talk about besetting sins. You don't hear that term much anymore, besetting sins. And what they meant by besetting sins were sins that a particular Christian was prone to commit over and over again. For most of us, when we're saved, we come to know the Lord, we give up certain sins easily. But there are other things we know are wrong, and we really battle with them. Those are our besetting sins. Many of us end up choosing to give in to those besetting sins and end up living double lives. I read an article by an anonymous pastor that described his battle with his besetting sin, pornography. And he talked about how he gave in to it time and time again and then was always overcome with guilt. But for years, he said, he didn't do anything about it. And here's the chilling part. He confessed, I just learned to live with it. Now, maybe that's how you've lived over the past year, constantly defeated by the same old sin. And that sums up too many Christians' attitude toward their particular besetting sin. They won't do anything about it, and they learn to live with it. So I have to ask you, is your spiritual life crippled because you have learned to live with a besetting sin? Do you have a quick temper that you constantly give into, Or a caustic tongue that loves to assassinate other people's characters or wound their feelings? Have you learned to live with a critical and judgmental attitude that you know is wrong? Is there a sexual sin that you keep giving into? Have you been secretly logging on to pornography sites like that anonymous pastor time and time again? God challenges you to turn your back on that sin, whatever it is, to stop letting it control the way you live, to stop giving in to it. He wants you to stop obeying your old master. Trample those chains. Be free.
And let's be clear about this. Jesus' death broke the power of sin. We know that. And the Holy Spirit can give us the power to resist sinning. And all of that means that we don't have to go into the new year still being defeated by the same old sin. We can have victory over it. God says that we are no longer slaves to sin. We don't need to live like one. We don't need to act like one. We are slaves to righteousness. So if you will ask for God's forgiveness and for his power to resist that sin, this coming year will signal a new era in your spiritual life. This new year will really be something to celebrate. Don't miss that opportunity. It all boils down to this. Are you willing to rise to these four challenges from God's word and make these commitments and so make it a life-changing year? Will you commit to forget your failures? Will you commit to give up your grudges? Will you commit to restore your relationships? Will you commit to turn your back on your transgressions? May I suggest that as these commitments filter down into every segment of your life, that 2014 will be one of the best years you have ever had. And as you press on each day, you will get closer and closer to the goal, the heavenward prize. We are a year closer to heaven than we were this time last year. Everything is on track and on schedule, folks in God's perfect timing. And if you are here without Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, then you have an opportunity to make a change for the better right away. On this last Lord's Day of the old year, claim the precious sacrifice of Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and your Savior and be faithful to him in Christian baptism. Press on. Ebenezer, trust the Lord and love him and allow him to use you for his glory. And God bless you all.